薄いのはほUm, I started in 2005. Okay, so you, you've done a lot of shoujoing. Yes, I started basically around the time that shoujo, the magazine, came out. And yeah, I've just been there ever since. So I work mostly on shoujo manga, although currently I'm also doing some craft books, some amigurumi Japanese patterns we have、um, coming out, and pom pom Pokemon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have seen you. Be tweeting about that, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to do something a little bit new and different too. There's a lot of knitters and crocheters who love Japanese patterns who haven't been able to get them. So that's one of my special projects. All right, great. Well, so when I asked you which manga you wanted to do, you said we were there and you said that you、uh, had edited and adapted it. So, like, what was that like?、Uh, it was great. I mean, I really wanted to do the series and One of the special things I, about it, I think, was that everybody working on the series just really loved it and it was really important to them. The translator, the letterer, and I, and even the copy editor, we would talk about each volume as it came out. And it was, it was a good experience. It was a special, not all shoujo is that way. Yeah, I can imagine.、Um, yeah, so obviously this is available from Viz.、Uh, is it still in print or is it? I assume it's available digitally, but. Yeah, it is still in print.、Um, however, if you're thinking about picking it up, I would pick it up soon. Not, you know, manga does not stay in print forever. So there's always, you know, we get a lot of fans who come and ask, why can't I get this series that was published 15 years ago? You know, yeah. Books just don't stay in print forever and they don't stay in print in Japan. We, have, we had certain shoujo manga that was in print here, but not in print anymore in Japan. So there's a shelf life, you know, that it, it、mm-hmm. ends at some point. And this, this series now is, you know, started a decade ago. So yeah, it's, it's getting up there. Yeah. So do you want to give a brief plot synopsis of what We Were There is about? Okay, well, it's a love story, and it's about a girl named Nanami who falls in love with Yano, and he's got a lot of baggage. He is still grieving his first girlfriend who died the year before. And I think the first few lines of volume one just、mm-hmm. sum up the series completely. So she tells you in the very beginning what it's going to be about. and... Should I, do you want me to read those lines? Oh, sure. Do you have them available? Yeah, I have like the stack, but I'm like, oh no, volume one's on the bottom. <laughs>、uh, at the time, he was 15 years old, and now he's only 16. But the reality he must face is far greater than youth will allow. And that's really, that sums up what is going on. So, yeah, and I think it ends on a similar note where we left off in volume eight. Yeah, volume eight's brutal. The ending of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, no! <laughs> How can this be? Okay, we'll get there. 
yeah, so just before moving to all those spoilers, I wanted to ask you, like, what makes the series so special? Like, why were you all so gung-ho about it when you were working on it? I think she's a brilliant writer, and it's not something you come across all the time, that there's this depth of characterization and reality. And she she does have a beautiful lyrical quality also to her writing. <laughs> so I think just everybody, it's something that really hits you, I think. And I think that's everybody felt that kind of impact. It's very tr- a very true story that tries to be very pure and raw at the same time yeah I would agree with that in the in a way that like you know we did Tokyo Tarareba Girls on this podcast recently and we were both like oh it's so relatable but you know that's Jose so it's relatable to stuff that's more currently happening to me but reading this I was like I'm back in high school and I was exactly all these things happened to me in high school (laughs) like or like something reminiscent of those things happened to me in high school and I was like I it hurts so much because it's so real I can't I can't deal with this (laughs) yeah anybody who has gone through first love this is going to you're gonna find something in there you know that will remind you yeah even on a level of just like the way they fight with each other as friends was really like painful (laughs) and stuff I was just like oh I can't I can't but also I love it because dark type of story is exactly what I love (laughs) (laughs) and then I get I guess this question can go before we go full spoilers but like how does the series hold up compared to when you when you first read it since you had mentioned that you hadn't read it in a while right I have not read it since I stopped working on it I can't remember when the last volume came out but I've forgotten a lot (laughs) the things I realized like I didn't know where certain things happened Um, but because I did work on it, when I start getting to certain lines, I'm like, oh, I know what's coming, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, and I still, I still have the same emotions that I did when I read it previously. So I think that it is really strong and it does hold up over time. Mm -hmm. Was there anything, uh, new that stood out to you this time? Or was it basically, you're just like, oh no, I remember this devastating thing that's about to happen. (laughs) (laughs) I think certain narratives hit me differently than they did before like things that I didn't think were as important before perhaps or didn't resonate as much with me now do so there's there's definitely I think you can read it at different ages and find different things in it you know Yano's mother right now I think because that starts happening towards the end Mm -hmm. I suddenly have different you know, impressions than I did before with what she's saying. You know, I think you just, there's just so much in there. It's, I think we have to delve deep, right? Yeah. All right. We'll be spoilers now. So sure. (laughs) If you haven't read this, you should maybe not listen, but also we are only covering the first half. Then again, the second half is very different. So I don't know. You do you listeners. (laughs) You've been warned. (laughs) Hey, just a quick little post-production note that, um, If you found the premise of We Were There intriguing and you haven't read it before, you can read a free preview on viz.com or in Viz's apps. Um, So yeah, if you're at all intrigued before listening to the spoiler rest of this episode, you should go read the free preview and see if it's your jam. All right, now back to the regularly scheduled episode here. The first half is the high school arc. And the second half is the college working world arc. 
Yeah. So we say that this this story basically spans about a decade of the characters' lives. Yeah, and I I was curious about that in a way that if they become college slash working adults, does that make it Jose? Like, what what's the cutoff here? How is this story normal? Right. I you know it's like Nana kind of started that way too, right? They were just mm -hmm. fresh out of, um, or I guess they had just started college, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this one this one doesn't really follow rules, like the, just the normal rules. Mm -hmm. It did appear in a shoujo magazine, but it went on longer. And I think, you know, there, there are shoujo magazines that do delve into college and high, uh, after at times, but it's not the norm. Yeah, and I would assume that those would be shorter things, not like half of the series is, takes place in college. Right. Yeah. So strange. This It's so strangely wonderful. I love it. <laughs> yeah, and then I guess my last question before we go, like, explain all the heart-wrenching scenes and how they affected us was just that, you know, this isn't a 16-volume series, so I would assume that it had a lot of popularity, at least in Japan, but from what I could tell, it was maybe tepid in America. Is that true? Do you have a... Yeah, I have... It wasn't probably as popular, obviously, as it was in Japan. It was huge in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, I did want to go back to one point, though, I think, which for readers that have not approached the series, mm -hmm. and this also goes into, I think, why the American market views it differently. Mm -hmm. um, but this story isn't a tragedy. It's about characters who go through a tragedy and come out the other side. And I think that's kind of important because a lot of people have have a notion that, oh, my God, it's going to be something else. And that's what I think is one of the reasons why people may be hesitant to pick it up. The first reason was when we released it, there was a glut of manga on the market. So I was looking, I was looking at one of my old editions and um, we used to have everything that came out. Oh my God, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12. There were 12, one, two, three. <laughs> there were 12 other books, volumes of just shoujo manga, not manga in general, just shoujo manga coming out that month. That month, okay. Yeah, so in that single month, there were two, 12 other series. And I remember for the magazine, we couldn't even give it a full preview because we didn't have enough pages. There were just too many other previews to do. And I feel like that first chapter you really need to see the full arc. You need to see Yano and Nanami having that discussion on the rooftop mm -hmm. to understand where the story's going. Otherwise, it's just, oh, it's this girl who wants to make friends in high school. Yeah. So, so that was part of it. At the same time, there was a huge, pure love was huge. And like stories like Be With You, there was a lot of stuff coming out at the time in Japan about people, they were melodramas, mm -hmm. and it was usually about someone who was dying of a horrible, long illness. And it's, you know, this kind of genre of pure love where love is everlasting after that person is gone. And I think a lot of people mistakenly tagged this series as, you is know, oh, one of the main characters is going to die. And this is 16 oh. volumes of this person being dead, you know, kind oh. of. So that was also there. And then I think the third thing that probably made it a little bit difficult is that 
99% of manga and anime have, you know, the characters are certain archetypes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there's like the Megane, right? He's going to have glasses. He's going to be a little bit snide and conniving <laughs> and intelligent. There's the prince, you know, he's going to be, you know, wealthy and good looking, but also a little bit silly, you know, mm-hmm. we have those things. And I would say even in shonen manga, you know, you have a character and you have one flashback sequence, right, for this character. And then, you know, his reason for living, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> Everything is only based on that one thing. And that character is that one archetype. But and we were there you can start reading it and just start thinking, oh, God, this guy, Yano, he's a jerk, right? Totally. <laughs> but that's not all of who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Or Onanami's like this really innocent girl. But all of the characters are super multifaceted, and they go through huge development. And I think, you know, when fans are just getting into it, they want to classify it and go, oh, this is that. Mm-hmm. which it's not. You just you have to give it some time to realize where it's going. So those, I think, are the reasons why, you know, we were there, had a little bit of a hard time. Well, I hope that people now go and read it because I think it deserves the love. Yeah, I mean, I went into it not knowing anything about it. That's kind of my style is like, people tell me to read things and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna read a summary. I'm just gonna like go for it and see what happens. And so for me going into it, I was just like, I feel like this this is very different than what I would have expected from a shoujo manga because, yeah, it didn't have any archetypes. And I was just like, I don't feel like somebody like Yano, who is a little bit of a bad boy, but like has a good heart and kind of you do hate him like Nanami does in the beginning. But you're also like, oh, he's kind of a, a nice guy. I don't know. I was just like, oh, I'm so, so torn. I feel like you're not normally like that in shoujo manga. You're just right. like... I like this character archetype, therefore I like this this incarnation of that archetype, I guess. Right, and I think what it's really showing is how events influence people's actions and what, they, what they're inactive about, what they can't do, and what they can do. And what we're seeing is, you know, this boy who is grieving and doesn't know how to handle it in the beginning, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so instead of doing like a traditional walkthrough and us giving opinions on what has happened, I just wrote down the moments where I was just like, what? (laughs) Kind of like, holy crap moments is what I called them. And I don't know if they struck you. I guess we can discuss that. (laughs) That's the whole point. Um, But yeah, see, so not knowing what this was about in the beginning, like volume one, there are many exchanges where... It seems like it should be like a little bit of a silly, sort of innocuous question. But then Yano responds in like a whoa kind of ways. So like Nana and him are just like having a conversation and Nana asks, what would you do if a girl cheated on you? And Yano just says, I'd kill her. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) It's before you know that he has had a girlfriend who died in an accident. Uh, that's made clear soon after, and I was like, oh, okay, I, I understand now. But when I read first read that, I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, people also say that offhand, right? Like, oh, I'll kill you if you, you know. Yeah. So when you, you're not quite sure what to make out of it, and then you realize later that this boy is carrying around a lot of guilt for something that wasn't his fault. Yeah, like he actually blames himself 
and yeah. kind of thinks that he killed Nami. Because he couldn't save her. Because he couldn't yeah. save her, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, there's plenty of characters, like, Bakugo in My Hero Academia is always threatening to kill people, but this one came off as like, okay, wait, pause. I don't feel like you said that in a joking way. No, and I think Yukio Bata wants you, you know, she's very precise in what she wants you, she wants you to be unsettled in that scene. I was very unsettled. Yeah. Good job. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then similarly, like later, you know, he's... They're having a conversation after Nana, you know, runs away and is, like, accusing him of something. And they're having a little banter and then eventually ends it with, like, my mom doesn't have an Audi. My mom is a whore. And my girlfriend was a bitch. That's right. She was with another guy when the accident happened. Her ex-boyfriend. And I was just like, wait, now your mom has issues too? (laughs) And then it takes a while for the mom stuff to, like, actually be any front and center in the story so for the whole time as I was reading like five volumes I was just like but when are we gonna get to like why he thinks this of his mom (laughs) like I'm so curious right I think she's very good at pacing and she's like a master of flashbacks so everything is you know I wouldn't say it's slowly revealed but everything has a certain dramatic reveal right Mm-hmm. So you first realize that, you know, oh, he's had this girlfriend who, you know, and I, I would like to talk a little bit about Nana-san, too, because she is, you know, someone who she has an abusive boyfriend. She's older than him. She's had seven boyfriends before. Mm-hmm. Um, he falls in love with her and he's trying to help her and save her. And yet she's cheating on him. You know, she's pushing him into a role that he isn't that that he just isn't that kind of person you know mm-hmm. so there's just ah oh, yeah he's he's trying to um cope in this situation where he he doesn't have the power in this relationship you know it's really all with nanasan so when this happens i think when he's talking about oh it's your fault he's trying to come to terms with what's going on right yeah, his his relationship with Nanasan is just so like I love that you know what we're introduced to in the beginning of the story is just a grieving Yano, but you you don't really know that, so you kind of think that this is just default Yano, and then at a certain point once they uh Nanami and him have started going out and then you know they they dig deeper into his feelings and they have this breaking point where they like break up for a little while, but then the the moment of him coming to terms with those feelings of like I really was in love with with Nanasan and I really wish that she was here still and like I so regret that because the whole time all of his friends are like I've never seen him cry about this like it's so weird you'd think he'd be a little bit sad uh so that breaking point and then just you know it kind of seems like it's kind of troubling because then we as readers are kind of introduced to this whole new Yano like it feels like his personality has done a little bit of a 180 not completely but just like a little bit and I was like it's so realistic though like that is how because we're just introduced to him at a part point in his life where we didn't know what he was like before oh it's too much for me <laughs> yeah I think and then of course what happens once he opens up to Nanami is she dumps him I know so when he tells her his true feelings about what happened with Nanasan, that he really did love this girl, he gets dumped. 
Oh, well, because then she's like, yeah, you're not over Nanami or Nanasan. So hard to have the same name. I can't keep messing it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nanachan and Nanasan. Uh. It's a definitely um, honorifics needed to be in this series. <laughs> well, I keep trying to uh, make Nanachan be Nanami and then the other one just Nana, but it's, it's still not working. No, I'm still messing it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, Nanami. We haven't talked much about Nanami yet. She she has a really strong backbone. That's what I one of the things I think too reading through this is how much I really love Nanami as a character. She can be a leader when she needs to be, you know, she's never gonna let Yano just get his way, right? Yeah. But she also has to face these, you know, she has to face that she isn't his first love, although he's hers, and she has to become more confident and and what's going on really isn't a problem with Yano. It's a problem with herself and how she views herself. I think, you know, she, she can't handle the situation yet because she doesn't have enough confidence in feeling that Yano will truly love her. Yeah. He's like, you just, she, or she thinks like, you know, he just views her as a shadow replacement of Nana-san, which is a fair interpretation based on what has happened. But, uh, but that's that's why the ending, I think, because I just finished rereading volume eight last night, what he tells her right before he leaves, that's just, that's so great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Validation, yes. On the, on the note of her having a backbone, there was one scene where I don't remember the specifics of what was happening, but you know, Yano did something that upset Nanami. Um, so he's like, don't you... Don't you understand like why I did this kind of little bit terrible thing? And she's like, and then he's like, don't you forgive me? And she doesn't say yes or no. She's just like, but what you did was still like right now is still bad. Like I can't, it's not a matter of whether I'll forgive you or whatever. It's just a matter of (laughs) the action that you did was still wrong. (laughs) And I was like, yes, Nami, thank you for not just automatically being like, oh, sure, I'll, I'll forgive you. <laughs> I'll forgive your jealousies. There's also the other side of that that really struck me when, um, I can't remember the exact scene, but when she's, when he, I think it's early on, mm-hmm. and when he tells her, you know, anything that I say that you don't agree with, you reject me. You know, that happens pretty early on. But, you know, whenever he really does open up to her and she's not happy about it, she does reject him too, right? It's so, true, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this. <laughs> I mean, it has the obvious—not uh, obvious, but you know—it has a lot of moments where uh, Nanami will think, like, "Why doesn't he understand my feelings?" But it's very clear that she also does not understand his feelings, and that's kind of the prime conflict between. Because there, are, there are many love triangles by the end of this. <laughs> um, and that becomes a prime conflict between her and Yamamoto, because Yamamoto, who is Nanasan's sister, is kind of like, well, I knew I knew Yano before and during and after mm-hmm. my sister was dead, so therefore I must know him better than you. And I'm just like, oh, that's just a fundamental misunderstanding of humans, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I have to say... Uh, Yukio Bada is a great writer because I hate Yuri. I hate her so much. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. I I hated her. But then in the second half, I can't really hate her anymore. And uh, I remember talking to the copy editor at the time, too. And we were just like, how could how could 
our opinion of her change so drastically. <laughs> you know? But yeah, there's there's a lot that goes on with Yuri as well. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that really strikes me talking about the themes in this book is that she really delves into the question of, you know, when do you give up on someone? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, who do you cut out of your life? And who do you keep in it? And even knowing that you're never going to quite see eye to eye, or you're never going to fully understand one another. Yeah, I guess that's like, I I guess, I'm, I don't know if I ever hated Yuri. I'm just kind of like, I definitely <sighs> didn't like her because it's not full hate. It's just like, you're not my favorite character. <laughs> right? Like, I understand yeah. where you're coming She manipulates Yano. I can't really, yeah. I have a hard time with her manipulating Yano. And she does it, obviously, when they sleep together. Yeah. And she also does it later. Um, she actually does it a couple of times. Because she does know what she's doing. Yano may not completely understand why he's acting out as he does, but she knows. She know- Yeah. So maybe I assign her more responsibility in that aspect. No, I think that is the one thing that I really disliked about the way it was portrayed. You know, the thing that I dis- disliked the most of the way that she came off or that it was written was that there's a lot of blame pinned on Yano for yeah. them sleeping together after the death of Nanasan. But I'm like, but you were you agreed to it too, Yuri. Like you can't just be like, oh Yano, you Yano, you're such a jerk for doing this after my sister died. And I'm like, but you you also did it after your sister died. Like that's just you both are wrong. Right. Um, but it definitely felt like Yano was taking more of the blame there. And I was like, no 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 no. Right. And the other thing is, all these characters really care about each other. You know, even Yano cares about Yuri, right? Yeah. And so they're all trying their best. But yeah, it's just, it's an interesting dynamic how how strained their relationship is. And yet they still do care a lot about each other. Yeah, it's, it's just, Yuri, I'm like... I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the second half, but I'm just like, she she doesn't get together with Yano, right? Like, that's not... Does that happen? Oh, my God. Okay. Um, she's crafty. I'm just going to say that. Oh, no. Wow. All right. Cool. <laughs> so is... So is... Um, and we haven't, we haven't really talked about um, Take yet. Yeah. And he also... I know there's a lot of like Takeuchi Nanami shippers, uh, especially when it was coming out. And actually, the copy editor was uh, Takeuchi um, shipper as well. <laughs> I have I have issues with him as well, but I think I'll wait until the second half to talk about why why he's pretty. You know, they right. All these characters have are flawed and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, my problem with Takeuchi is like not that I hate him. It's just that in this first half at least I don't really understand I feel like he he doesn't have any seeming problems other than being constantly apparently in love with people that his best friend goes out with exactly you see that he was actually in love with Nana-san too yeah I'm like like, what are you doing bro get a personality after Yano is involved with them yeah yes you see, I, I think we're going to be on the same page in the second <laughs> Oh, good. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't want to say that, you know, Yano's per- has a personality because he has so many tragedies that happen to him. That's not fair. Like, Taka probably has his own 
problems that are just not revealed. Like, you don't have to have a tragic past to always just have issues that you can show in a meaningful way. But I'm just like, your one problem is that you keep falling in love with your friends. Girlfriends, kind of weird, Taka. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is something also to be said about, you know, definitely Nanasan and Yuri have a difficult home life, and so does Yano. Um, but Takeuchi and Nanami have a pretty solid, you know, background, home environment that they grow up in. So yeah. they're more of the supporters in this series, right? Yeah. Whereas these other kids are really struggling to make it. Yeah. Oh, these characters. I love them. I hope <laughs> I hope the best for them. But also I'm like, no. <laughs> we should also probably mention that there is a lot of humor in the series, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the banter between Nanami and Yano. Uh, they're pretty hilarious. And there was a lot of slang in the Japanese as well. So normally as an editor, I don't like having too much slang um mm -hmm. because it really dates a book once you put it in yeah but this way there was no way not to do that but yeah some of the conversations they have are just really hilarious you can tell why they have this bond yeah no I really found their banter really cute especially when they first started going out and they were like fighting over which sauces are better or something I was like the scene is great <laughs> I don't know because he just like sneaks up behind her and is like Worcester sauce <laughs> like drag you away now and I was just like I love you Yano you're great I love how conservative not Nanami is and she's like unrepentant about it <laughs> you know like she wants him to meet her mom you know like usually oh, yeah Jojo manga it's like the parents we must meet you know your suitor kind of thing yeah. and she's just like no I want you to meet my mom and I'm gonna make you come <laughs> yeah and he's like you tricked me <laughs> exactly or you know even their their discussions about sex, which are, you know, she's like, don't you have anything else on your mind? And she's, she's so, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's really great in that she can kind of dish it out too. Yeah. No, I loved their discussion about like Yano was going on about how he had the condom in his pocket wallet <laughs> for three months. And he's like, Aren't... and then he just starts speaking in like old school English or whatever. Like, won't you give me a reason to use it or something? And she's just like, mm you sound really cheesy. <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> nah. <laughs> and I'm glad that there was never a scene where Yano kept, even though he clearly wanted to have sex with her, there was never a scene where it felt like he was going to rape her or something, which I feel is also fairly common in shoujo manga, <laughs> sadly. Yeah, I think, I don't think current shoujo manga has those kinds of scenes as much anymore. That's true. And I would argue that, especially now, there's like this super innocent theme in a lot of shoujo where it's, you know, to the point where the heroine doesn't realize, what is love? Is this love? You know, where most people <laughs> realize when they're in love. It's like that level of innocence going uh, on. Swung really hard the other way is what we're saying. Well, right. And this one, this one I just feel is absolutely real. Yeah. You know, like... When you when other books stop, where it's like, okay, this scene is going to end here, you know, Yukio Bata is going to push it and be like, okay, but why did this happen? And she just keeps going for the truth when I think usually, you know, that scene would end a lot earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the ending scene where they're 
at the hot spring <laughs> and they get drunk and right, right. the art that happens there and their their conversations i was like wow this is really <laughs> pushing it first of all they're drunk <laughs> so this, right. second of all they're like being like you're gonna cheat on me aren't you I think that scene is really interesting in that, you know, it's their last night together, right? He's moving away. Mm -hmm. It's their one time alone. And they end up getting drunk and just kind of having a brawly conversation and, and don't do what you expect is going to happen. Like, it just kind of happens that way. Just like life kind of doesn't really go as you plan it, right? Yeah. Oh, it was too, it's too good. <laughs> I tell you. Oh, uh, I'm so glad you like it. That's great. Yeah. Hey. I really liked it. Yeah. I also really liked the use of like photography and the scenes in which it comes up in this manga. Maybe that's weird, but like, you know, in the very beginning, I thought the scene was a little strange, but in the very beginning, uh, Nana and Yano go to like a photo booth. Yano's like walking her home from their hangout or whatever. Um, and they're having this really heart to heart conversation. And so in the panels where they're talking really like a lot to each other about really heartfelt things, like about Nana-san dying and stuff, they just are kind of looking at each other and look very forlorn. But then as soon as the camera goes off, they like smile at it and then <laughs> keeps going like that for a while. And it's just like, oh, that's, that's cool. And then uh, later photo is used for you know Yano uses it as his background was Nana looking for him in a yukata and then they like delete it and everything and it becomes like a blackmail <laughs> sort of deal where Takauchi's like I'll give you back the photo if you like do if you have a heart to heart and tell us about Nana-san <laughs> or whatever <laughs> in a in a meaningful way and I just thought that that was a good way of showing, you know, photos are a good way to remember things, but they also really mask a lot of the true story because uh, Nana also tries to, like, gain knowledge about Nana-san by, like, looking at photos and their yearbook and all these things. And they're, they're just snapshots of, like, a larger picture where the more important pictures are perhaps mis missing yeah and there's that really heart-crushing line where she's asking yano to see a picture of his ex-girlfriend and you know he has to confess that he doesn't even have one photo of her yeah it's nothing to remember her by and that's just yeah and then it ends up that they had like nana chan like steals a photo from yuri that was actually oh. of yano and take and nana-san and then mm -hmm. in the end, that gets torn, which I feel is a much more accurate representation. The torn photo is the most accurate <laughs> photograph. Yeah, Yano tears it up, right? Yeah, because yeah, Yano tears it up once he... Because he finds it after Nana stole it. Like, he takes her textbook and it just had been in there. And then he's like, no, how? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, so I just loved all those scenes where it kind of broke the normal paneling of <laughs> manga. Yeah, and I would say, too, the art gets tremendously better. I think the first volume was probably the first volume and maybe the second volume was done earlier. Mm. You can kind of tell, like, there's this huge progression in the art that starts happening, too. And you do get these, like, really heart-stopping spreads later on. Yeah. 
Uh, I love keeping track of the art quality via Yano's hair, basically. <laughs> like how it's parted, how stylized it was. I was like, yep, I can see it getting better. See, <laughs> look at this. Yeah, Takeuchi is not, like, he seems like a real side character in the first book because he's not really detailed that much. Yeah. And then you get this, like, boom, big Takeuchi faces, like, later on. Yeah, and I love that. The, I feel like it was like canonically like I'm gonna make it about their hair because there is the one <laughs> point where Takauchi's like, I don't know, Yano suddenly came in with like stylized cool hair one day, so then I had to do it too, and I was just like, what? <laughs> okay, oh middle school bros, so funny. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. I'm gonna ask a girl out. I gotta go get my hair done. I gotta go get my hair gelled up and styled and stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So I feel like I feel like the manga was asking me to keep track of it through their hair, which is definitely how I, I read it. <laughs> yeah, are there any other like specific things that you wanted to bring up? I think there's just a lot of there's so much narrative in here that is really strong. Mm-hmm. I think when I was going back and reading it and just the same the speech that Nanami gives Yano when she goes over to his house um, and he's been ditching theater practice for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he kind of blocks her and she's like, okay, well, we, we really are just classmates. That's that's all we were. And I thought something was happening, but it was just in my mind. And then she just goes for it. She just decides because he thanks her for coming and she realizes it was really important for her to reach out to him. And so then she, you know, puts on this role that, you know, maybe if you... Maybe you've lost someone you really, really like, but there are still other people in this world who really, really like you, and I'll always watch over you. And, you know, she just goes for it, and it just really touches him and helps him because he realizes there's someone out there, you know, who really cares about me and who's thinking about me. And she takes these certain instances, and then you see it. It's reflected in volume eight again at the end. And it just goes throughout the manga. She's able to keep these streams of thoughts going, which is really amazing. So, yeah, because I really like the sort of is recursive the word I'm looking for. I don't know. but I'm going to go with it of like, <laughs> you know, they keep making similar mistakes because they make they remember all these promises that they made. And they're like, oh, I broke it this this one time. But like this time. I'm not going to break it. This time I'm going to remember what I said. And so in the re-remembering, it's kind of, it's not exactly cyclic, but it's like almost that. And I'm just like, oh, it's too much like real life. Like you get caught in this cycle of like, I made this promise, but like you don't fully understand my view of these things. And I don't know, it really hurt me. (laughs) Right, right. And also there's a big discussion about how memories like change and are distorted Yeah, you move on, you remember it differently than it actually happened. And then you question, you know, how you really feel and how other people feel. There's another part where, you know, when Nanami first confesses to Yano and she's like, I like you. And of course, this is right after he's shown her Nanasan's picture, Mm -hmm. which was interesting time for her. Interesting timing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, here's my ex-girlfriend. Oh, I like you. (laughs) She's your ex, right? It's good. (laughs) <laughs> that was brutal. Okay, um, and then you know, she asks if she if he likes her, and he's like, "Yes, 
and then she's like, no, you hesitated. If you hesitate, yeah, yeah, yeah. out because you don't know. And then, you know, are you sure you really, really like me? And he's so honest, he can't, he just has to say, I don't know. But then later he corners her and he's like, are you sure you really, really like me? Yeah. And can't answer. And he's like, see, it's really hard. You know, it's really hard to know how much. And yeah. just things are just really amazing. Like, great. I, I love that conversation because I always struggle with, especially in this day and age generally, of like you either have to be really, really enthusiastic about everything or you're just like a straight hater. And I'm like, no, I feel like for most things, the proper response is like you either don't know or like you have no s- strong opinion. And I, I'm like, that should be true of people too. Like you just be like, I don't know. I guess I, I like you well enough, <laughs> um, you know? And so it was just so touching to me that Yano was like, I can be honest, like, maybe I like you, maybe I don't. Still, I'm still figuring that out. Um, and he didn't accuse her of not liking him. Uh, he was just like, you don't know how much you like me. Like, you can't quantify it. And I was like, yes. Thank you, Yano. My <laughs> problematic gangster-ish bro who I love so much. Yeah, sometimes... I think it's good that the the characters go through about a decade because there are times that you just wonder like how can these teenagers be so involved in self-knowledge and you know <laughs> yeah they're so cognizant of of what's going on and being able to cut through the bs right mm-hmm. which most people even as adults have a hard time dealing with yeah, but <laughs> I feel like it, it works well because even though they say a lot of things that cut through those things, their actions still show that they're like, this is really hard to navigate even when you even when you know those things. Right. It's, you can't always act on them given really hard niche situations like, oh, well, Yamamoto called me to because her mom's in the hospital and like I'd be a jerk if I didn't go but also I realize I'm being a jerk by blowing off my girlfriend for this really special night which is like the situation that he's put in I'm like yep you were screwed either way (laughs) and yeah yeah they definitely go through choices where there's no good answer you know there's no there's no easy answer to what they're confronted to yeah yeah is there any other specific scenes before we take a not love quiz hashtag not love quiz no you know if i if i forget i'll bring it up next because we're gonna do the second half right yeah we're gonna do the second half okay yeah i feel like it's either we could sit here for like three hours going scene by scene and just being like it was so good (laughs) or we could not do that i am really i am really distraught by i love that it ends perfectly in the middle with this time skip happening yes. at the same time I'm like this is a devastating place to end where she doesn't see him for four years apparently Ugh. yeah so now we shall do our silly segment because again this manga does have some silliness despite it's uh otherwise witchy topics I I feel like a love quiz somehow seemed a little, little inappropriate I also just couldn't think of a good angle for it so then I found a quiz that is which Disneyland land are you? And I, I felt that that <laughs> was an appropriate level of silliness, considering there is a whole plot point in which Yano and Nana want to go to 
uh, like on a trip together and Nana's like, let's go to Disneyland. Yeah, I think Nanami is a Disney otaku. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, because then later for their school festival, they decide to make a lantern that is in the shape of a Disneyland castle or whatever. And when Yana's trying to get back into her good graces, he, yeah, convinces the class to do a Disney-themed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very, it's very important. See, that's how Yano got back into her good grace. (laughs) Okay, so I suppose we shall take this as Nanami. Okay. I went to Disneyland last year, but I may be, um, I hadn't been in a long time, so. (laughs) So we'll try to remember. I've actually never been to Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World. Does that count? Like, okay. I'm sure they have the same rides. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm like, they have to be similar, (laughs) right? Yeah, so I will read this uh, flavor text, I guess, which is walking into any of the lands at Disneyland is like being transported to a whole new world. One minute you can be in the future, the next you're in a lost civilization. Everyone has a land that they naturally gravitate to. (laughs) It could be that it has your favorite ride or snack, or it's just your favorite place to sit and people watch. We thought about it and we realized that each of the lands at Disneyland can tell you something about a person's personality. It might be your favorite or one you never expected, but here is a non-scientific way of figuring out which Disneyland land you are. <laughs> okay. And then the first question is, what's the first thing you do when you get to Disneyland? We are Nana. Okay. And the answers are, go straight to my favorite attraction, buy a souvenir, visit the bakery, go straight to get a fast pass, take a picture in front of the castle, listen to the dapper dance, get something to eat, take a picture with my favorite character. Oh, so many options, dang. I'm going to say as Nanami that she would take a picture in front of the castle first. I agree. (laughs) I was totally gravitating towards that. Okay. What's your favorite Disneyland snack? Oh, God. Caramel apple, turkey leg, bag nets. I have no idea if that's how that's said. Beignet. Yeah. Beignet. That makes sense because that's a foreign word. (laughs) Mickey ice cream bar, doll whip, pretzel, churro, or popcorn. Uh, They must have different ones in Japan, right? I would assume so. Yeah, I think she wants something sweet, right? Probably, so churro or caramel or ice cream. Still so many options. Yeah, maybe the caramel apple, just because it's kind of a, I I don't know if it's a Disneyland treat, but I feel like anything that looked really Disney, she would want, right? (laughs) Yeah, okay. I can agree. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Pick a pair of Mickey ears. R2-D2, Classic, Minnie Mouse, Cinderella, The Lion King, Jack Skellington, Woody, Duffy. Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. What's your favorite Disney song? Oh, God. Hakuna Matata from The Lion King. Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid. Almost There from The Princess and the Frog. I've Got a Dream from Tangled. Whistle Stop from Robin Hood. Little April Showers from Bambi. Strangers Like Me from Tarzan, Married Life from Up. (laughs) I kind of want to click the Up one just because. I think she would be a Little Mermaid fan, but I don't know. But okay, fine. I'll click your Little Mermaid thing. Although I would like. (laughs) Up, I just, I, I don't know. No, I agree that she'd probably be a fan of Little Mermaid because that makes sense. Because that's how Nanami rolls. Okay. How would your friends describe you? Nostalgic, optimistic, funny, brave, courageous, friendly, relaxed, or a dreamer. <laughs> I feel like so many of those apply, but <laughs> okay. She has some pretty big optimism to be going out with Yano. 
That's true, but also a dreamer. That one's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, that one's good too. I'm happy with either. Okay, I'm going with a dreamer. <laughs> uh, which Disney character would you want to be your BFF? Simba, Pocahontas, Carl, Winnie the Pooh, Rapunzel, Mickey Mouse, Wally, <laughs> Tiana. Who's Carl? I don't even know. <laughs> Oops. I don't know. <laughs> Rapunzel, Mickey Mouse. I I think Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Ah, that's yeah. Okay, that was an aspect I wasn't. Tiana, remember when she buys that like toy? Yeah. For- the dog and he Yano's like I know she got this for the dog because it's not a like yeah like that's her aesthetic right it's true yeah she has a she has some very interesting choices in uh cell phone charms and the like yes yes (laughs) so uh sure Winnie the Pooh (laughs) which city would you like to visit Sydney Paris New York City Tokyo Rome Rio de Janeiro London Toronto I mean, Tokyo is like too easy an answer, right? <laughs> you Paris, the city of lovers, right? Yeah. And she she'd want a romantic one. Yeah, it's, it would only be she only wants to go to the Tokyo one because that's easy. Any place with a Disneyland, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so if they if she could afford to go to Paris, she totally would go. Um, so pick a Pixar movie: Ratatouille, Brave, Toy Story, Cars, Monsters Inc., The Incredibles, A Bug's Life. Finding Nemo. Oof. Hmm. I feel like Ratatouille or Finding Nemo. Yeah, I was thinking Finding Nemo. Okay. But I haven't seen Ratatouille, so I don't know. <gasps> you haven't seen Ratatouille? <laughs> I haven't seen a lot. I've seen some Pixar, but not a lot of the Pixar. I have a coworker whose favorite movie is Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Ratatouille, it's good. Okay. Let's go on my list. <laughs> yeah. My dream job would be a zookeeper, an artist, a comedian, a children's book author, an astronaut, a restaurant owner, an architect, a world traveler. World traveler is not a job, I don't think, but okay. (laughs) I would say the children's book author because she does, she is into literature. Yes, she is studying to... Do English literature was and she she picks a college not for Yano but for her major for herself which I also was like thank you yes but she is a dreamer because then she's like oh it'll work out somehow yeah it'll work out somehow I mean I gotta study real 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 hard to improve my score but it's gonna work out <laughs> <laughs> right uh okay this is pick a cute animal which is pictures but hopefully i can name all the animals because i know animals (laughs) okay (laughs) porcupine cute little puppy mouse cat elephant owl rabbit or fox i feel like we have to go with dog because dogs were dogs were a point of manipulation in this (laughs) yeah and i love that he calls his dog lala me I know. I was like, why is he being so shady when he was describing it to her? She was like, what's its name? And he was like, law? What? Question? I I was like, did you not name your dog? And then when she read the tag and it was Lollamy, I was like, okay, now I understand. (laughs) You just just didn't want to be embarrassed saying that. Okay. (laughs) So the answer we got was, you got Fantasyland. Oh, that sounds right. 
You're a dreamer who longs for once upon a time and happily ever after. Accurate. You're a kid at heart who sings Let It Go at the top of your lungs and have probably watched every Disney movie at least 100 times. Yep. I agree with this answer. That's 100% <laughs> accurate. That's a good quiz. <laughs> good quiz for Nanami. She uh, totally is a Disney otaku. <laughs> okay, so then... I want to do Shipping Corner, though we have already briefly discussed it. I want to make sure our feelings are very clear in the shipping wars <laughs> that are many in this manga. Um, so the explicit ships that we have are like Yano with Nana-san, Yano with Nanami, Yano with Yuri, <laughs> boo. boo, then Nana and Takauchi, <laughs> also boo, <laughs> and I guess... I assume that Yana, Yano and Nana is kind of like our OTP, like they work well together, but also have the normal troubles of age. Not Nana-san. Yeah, not Nana-san. No. Okay. I feel like that was not, that was not a good relationship, right? Like that was unhealthy. That was a mess you up for a very long time relationship. Right. That was a like, she's cheating on you. She clearly likes, has bad tastes in dudes because she keeps going back to this guy who hits her. That's no, that's no good. Nothing good can come of that. There was also an age difference between Nana-san and Yano that when you're older, it doesn't matter. But I feel like when you're that young, it does. Yeah, definitely. I definitely, I, I wonder about people who ship other couples. Let's just say that. You wonder about the people who like Nana yeah, and Takauchi. Yeah, people who aren't shipping Nana and Yano, I wonder about. <laughs> I mean, hmm. I guess if you truly believe that Yano did not get over Nana-san and still just views Nanami as a shadow of her, like, okay, but I feel like narratively there's enough evidence that that's not true. Yeah, I was thinking more about the people who want Nanami and um, Takeuchi. I feel that the people who write off Yano haven't done a deep enough reading. Yeah, they're just giving him to not enough credit, not trusting yeah, him enough. Just kind of writing him off without really realizing what's going on. Yeah. I'm very curious if Takauchi gets, it seems like no, but I'm very curious if he gets more of a personality in the second half, but I, I guess not. <laughs> um, I like Takeuchi. I just don't think... You know, he just compl- he's just the guy in there to complicate things, right? Yeah, he's, he's just the rival. Hot all the time. And then uh, obviously Yano and Yuri also not a good relationship. Uh, I think there's way too much baggage there for that to ever. Yeah, I don't think you can overcome the past. Yeah, the past. Like they always talk about how they want to have a present that is better than their past. And I'm just like, I don't know that you can ever get rid of that one. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's, you can overcome that. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the kind of crazy thing is, though, is it's not really about that, right? It's about how much he loved Nana. Yeah. And how much he's falling in love with Nanami. He didn't actually have a great time with Nana-san. You know, they have these yeah. really kind of, the flashbacks, I think, are very poignant because in a short span, you really see how they interacted with each other just by a few lines and what was going on because it, it isn't really explicit, right? You mm-hmm. just know things that are happening in the background, but you also know that he really, he's, he's trying so hard to make her happy, but 
they aren't happy. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of talk about that in this manga of like, everybody wants to be happy and we always talk about how we want to be happy and we're not happy. But you end up getting hurt anyway. There's no way you cannot get hurt. Yeah. That's why Takeuchi kind of bothers me because he's always just like, I would never make you, I, you would always be happy with me. I'm like, you're setting yourself up for failure, my friend. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems to be. Oh, and there is another ship, right? That's Motoharu. That's Yano and Takeuchi. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they definitely, my, my joke always with love triangles is that either it should be both, like the girl should just choose both and be like polyamory or that the two dudes or like two girls or whoever should get together and stop fighting about the one individual. So yeah, totally. It's <laughs> Takeuchi and Yano. <laughs> I, I do like that during the confession part of the summer festival that he talks, Yano goes to talk to Takeuchi and he's like, you know, I really like you. This oh, is yeah. <laughs> you know, and showing that they're friends. They really love each other. They're like brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. So... I thought that was rather sweet. He was like, I love you, right? I love you so much. Now I'm going to have my henchmen tie you up, okay? But just remember that I love you a lot, okay? (laughs) We'll always have each other, even if this girl doesn't work out. Yeah, I I guess we'll get to it in the second half. But you do have to wonder how much of Takeuchi's love for Nana, and I think he does fall in love with her, but how much is competing with Yano? Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it seems like. That's that's what they're doing, right? Like, he kind of always pulls back once it push comes to shove when it comes to Nanami, but he's he's all in it when it's the, you know, fighting against Yano, trying to get to the bus or, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) I love all the bus scenes of, like, (laughs) people just getting shoved off a bus, like the bus leaving dramatically as... People are running away or meeting each other, and it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, the, wouldn't the bus stop like two blocks away? You could just run back, but all right. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you have any final thoughts? I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much everything, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, my only lingering question is uh, where can I get all of Yano's silly English shirts? I really wanted to know. <laughs> I love Yano's wardrobe of just like shirts that say adore and team USA (laughs) whatever there's some pretty pretty good fashion in the yeah this is actually a fashion manga y'all dude fashion is lit (laughs) anyway so yeah so I'm sure we'll have uh, much more to say once we know all the things that go down (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy you're enjoying it. That's really great. Oh, yes, I'm totally enjoying it. I would I would stay up late being like, I need to know what happens, but also I need to go to sleep. <laughs> what a conundrum. That's the best kind of manga that makes you want to read it all night long. I know. But also I'm like, I really need it. It's like 1 a.m. <laughs> probably go to sleep. <laughs> uh, the manga that makes you lose sleep. Yeah, that's how you know books are good. Yes. When, they, when they put you to sleep, you just just give up on them. <laughs> right, but if they keep you awake, that's actually, I can't read when I go to sleep at night because if it is good, I'll just keep reading, so. So it's dangerous, yeah. <laughs> it's too dangerous for me, you know, and if, it, if I don't want to stay up, then it's probably not a good enough book to read in the first place. There so. you go, see? That's how you judge. 
Thanks for listening to Show Joe and Tell. Comments, questions, constructive criticism, concerns? Need to guess about your OTP? Email showjoandtell at gmail.com or leave a comment on showjoandtell.com slash we were there one. We're at Shoujo and Tell on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Nancy, where where can listeners find you and all of Viz's stuff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a Twitter. I'm N Thistlethwaite. And then I also oversee the Shoujo Beat Twitter account and official Tumblr. Are you excited every time you listen to a new episode of Shoujo and Tell? If so, please consider leaving a rating on iTunes or Stitcher, or wherever else you can leave uh, podcast reviews. This will help the podcast reach more hearts, or at least ears. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next time for the second half of We Were There. We're going to college, (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Stay tuned. Until then, bye. Bye.